Welcome back to Vikes with a Mike. As always, it's your host, J.C. Goosen here with my friend, my pal, my co-host, Tyler Williams. Tyler, it's official, man. Kevin O'Connell is the new head coach of the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Uh, Science seal delivered. He's ours. And um, I am very intrigued. Uh, I'm I like more that word. Intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm more intrigued after his press conference than I was beforehand. You know, right. going into yep. this, I really was not the biggest fan of this hiring. Um, but I, I'm, I'm finally, you know, like that's going to be the last time I mention it. I'm, I'm putting it behind me. I'm getting excited now. This is my staff. Um, and that's the big news. Uh, basically, all of Kevin O'Connell's staff is set here for the Minnesota Vikings. But before we get into that, because the last time we recorded, it was the day after the whole Jim Harbaugh situation, <laughs> finding out that night that it was going to be Kevin O'Connell. We jumped the gun. We recorded an episode. We were like, hey, Vikings have their coach. Um, and that was well before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he was able to actually sign on that dotted line. So um, has not really been much news. Obviously, there wasn't any news leading up to the Super Bowl because he couldn't talk about it. The team couldn't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, has been news that has developed after that but what were your thoughts man after i assume listening to the press yeah conference? i absolutely love the press conference he was very appreciative of the vikings of them giving him this chance to come coach this team and him wanting to shift the culture of the team he was very sure that was mentioned a lot wasn't it yeah culture i love that it, it, it's that's what the Vikings needed. There was really no culture with this team. The open relationships were completely destroyed by the Vikings in the past five years. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I think that, um, you know, when it comes to the the culture specifically, too, that Kevin O'Connell is going to try and implement, you can tell that he really believes in it, right? That he's he is just as enthralled. On the plate. In, he's just as enthralled in his culture as he right. wants his players to be. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, that's something, you know, that him and Quasi probably uh, I, immediately connect. One thing I, I really. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, looks like you're kind of cutting out there, Tyler. Just one second. Yeah, there you go. Go for there it. There we go. There we go. Oh, one thing I really respect about him was he was very his responses to the questions were very good, especially like the cryptic ones about Kirk Cousins and the fact that oh, are you gonna be calling plays next year? He was really like opening. His responses were really good in regards to that. Yeah, he wasn't afraid to talk football. He wasn't afraid to be honest and upfront about his football philosophy. Um, he had that energy about him. The energy, yeah, I loved it. Uh, and, and I mean, like, that's that's one of the coolest things about this whole situation, right, is you got a guy, Kevin O'Connell, 36 years old, and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, 40 years old. Like, that is a complete 180 from, from what is. we had in Minnesota. Um, so it's definitely uh, something you can tell. Like, like you, you talked briefly about, like, the gratitude that he expressed to the Vikings yep. about, you know, getting this opportunity. It's like, yeah, man, you can tell. He understands that he is young and in a major, major role. Um, but, you know, and uh, the thing that probably blew me away the most about the 
press conference wasn't necessarily the culture as cool as that is. And as much as I love that, and I think there's yeah. going to obviously be a ton of success that stems from that. You know, when you talk about culture, it makes me think obviously PJ Fleck, that's the, that's the guy that I go to. It's very reminiscent of that. But the thing that impressed me the most was how, um, how deliberate he was about making sure people understood that he was going to delegate and that that is how winning teams operate that he is the head football coach. Yes. But his entire staff is, you know, has power to a certain degree and he's going to trust them and lean on them, especially having, you know, coming from a position where Sean McVay was so heavily leaning on him. Um, yep. He's going to lean on his coaching staff to do the same exact thing to, to put him and this team in a position to win every Sunday and actually not just every Sunday, right. You talk about win the day, right. Like win yep. every practice, win every meeting, all that kind of stuff. So um, absolutely love that you mentioned culture. Cause I, I think that that goes into it for sure. I also really love how he wants to implement a lot of the Rams philosophy of thinking and all what that team wants to do a team that just won the Super sure. Bowl, obviously, but you could tell that team has a, a boatload of talent. The culture they had in LA was phenomenal, and he was a big part of it. Yes, he probably didn't like call the plays, but he helped design the offense for Sean McVay. You know, he was his right hand man, and he got to experience a lot of what Sean McVay did. And McVay's been very successful as a head coach and leading this Rams team into the promised land. I mean, they've been a very consistent team. They made the playoffs what was the last like three, four years. They they finally got it done this yeah. year. Yeah. They've been they've been make, they've been good for the last they've been solid since McVeigh's gotten there is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so. and I mean they had that win now mentality. I'm not 100 yep. percent sure if I would be down with the Vikings doing the exact same thing. I mean, if I got a Super right. Bowl, then that'd be amazing. But I just that, yeah, the trades specifically that they pulled. I just don't. I don't think the Vikings roster is as complete as LA's. No, but the, the way that LA got there was like trading away all their yeah. capital, right? To get, right. To get current stuff. It was basically all their first round capital. It was basically all their first round capital. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and that's whatever. That's that's for the Rams podcast to talk about. Yeah. But um, it'll definitely be interesting to see just what Kevin O'Connell pulls. Obviously, it's going to be a, a large portion, but right. you know what he maybe chooses to leave in LA and what he chooses to bring. Yep. So, you know, with that, let's get into this coaching staff. Uh, yeah. So at least break this thing down um, to the best of our abilities. We're going to mention every name that has been confirmed. Only really going to touch, though, on guys that we really feel like yeah. need to be touched on um, or that we have something to say. But uh, and then after that, I kind of want to circle back to Kevin O'Connell at the end here and really talk about the issue that I had with him and how my eyes have been opened on that. And that's kind of how we'll, we'll finish this whole thing up, but Kevin O'Connell head coach, assistant head coach of your Minnesota Vikings is Mike Pett. Um, I am very hesitant to like this hire. Uh, yeah. I think that it's it's I think that it's good that Kevin has somebody that you know like I was just saying he can he can delegate he can lean on who has been in this position before has been in many different 
very high ranking positions on many different coaching staffs. Um, I think that's going to be huge for him to have, but, but I am a little worried about certain decisions that, you know, um, he may delegate off to Mike. Uh, I don't know. I mean, how, how do you really feel about Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the same ballpark as you with this one, man. Mike Patton's a guy who has a lot of experience. I mean, he's been coaching the NFL since 2002, but it's like... It's 20 years. 20 years yeah. of coaching experience in yeah. the NFL. The, the thing that stings me, though, is his stint with Green Bay as a defensive coordinator in 2018 through 20. That defense in Green Bay, those three, two to three years, were absolutely atrocious, and that's putting it lightly. Uh, and, I mean, well, and how about having uh, the title of head coach underneath the Cleveland Browns at yeah. any point, you know, before um, Stefanski came into that, that point. He got seven wins with them for one year, but it's like, eh, that's still not, I mean, it is the Browns, but it's like, come on. I, yeah. It's still, it's, yeah. And I mean, like, you, you, you got to take a head coach, right? But like, still, it's right. just, it's tough to be like, Ugh. <laughs> you know. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that Petten's like. This isn't like the worst possible hire, but it's nothing special. The Vikings did with this hire. I'm gonna be completely honest. There's nothing special about it. He's a guy with experience. Yes, that's good. But like, is Mike Petten gonna be like a guy that's gonna help this team get to the Super Bowl? I. I don't. I don't think so. I, I just don't. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, the the one thing that I I do like about this hire that I, I will say that I, I want to draw attention to as far as I think this is specifically smart for Kevin O'Connell. I don't know if this necessarily yeah, right. works for any other coach, but it's specifically smart for Kevin O'Connell because he's adamant about wanting to be like the play call. Right. Yep. And it's, it's obvious that Kevin O'Connell is an offensive minded guy. And, and he's going, you know, he's, he's going to care about all three phases of the football. He made that very clear in his, his press conference too, but Hiring an assistant head coach that is a majority defensively aligned um, or completely defensively aligned, really, aside from his head coaching um, stint and a consultant stint in Seattle. Yeah. Like hiring a person like that as your assistant head coach is probably going to be really, really helpful for O'Connell to be able to like especially if he has a good enough relationship with Petten to, you know, give him this high of a position on his staff. He obviously feels good about the way that Mike can digest uh, what O'Connell wants to do on the defensive side of the ball and apply it. He, He must have pretty strong confidence in that. He's got to have a little bit of confidence in him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, yeah, I, I, I think that it'll be uh, beneficial to O'Connell. I'm not sure if it would necessarily be beneficial to, you know, 70% of the head coaches in the league to have Mike Pettin on your team as an assistant head coach. But I I have to believe that Kevin O'Connell knows what he's doing by yeah. signing, you know, in this role. Uh, and it makes it – even easier we'll kind of jump over to defensive coordinator real quick that uh yep. ed donatel is your defensive coordinator because this dude is somebody that i am yeah. stupid excited for i mean if, if you can't get vic fangio 
this is the guy you want. Right. I mean, like, he basically is... It's Fangio's right-hand man, yeah. Right. I mean, the, the dude, yeah, oh, God. What he what he was able to do over there in Denver uh, since 2015. I mean, I... Man, I... Yeah. And actually... Yeah, he's a he's a defensive backs guy too, which I really yep. like because work with the Packers in 03 and uh, Falcons, I think, in two thousand four. Yeah, and, and and the Niners. That's you know right. the Niners yep. back in in eleven fourteen. He's so. he's got a lot of experience with defense, which I really like. I, Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's especially he's, if he's going to be the DC, but <laughs> right. And, well, I mean, he's he's completely yeah. defensive, but yep. The the great thing about this is is the amount of experience that he has too, you know, the 31 years in the NFL. So you, you got a yeah. guy in Petten who's got 20 years. You got a guy in Donatello who's got 31 years. Like that's, Hey, that's a really solid two heads of your defensive side of the ball, which yep. is, let's be honest, the side that's probably going to need the most tinkering when it comes to this next season, you're going to need more youth and more um, electricity on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball, if anything, if we really want to get back to some winning ways. Um, so absolutely in love with that hire. I really can't praise it enough. I am extremely excited. And, and he's going to switch probably to a 3-4. Right. That's, that's what I wanted to ask you about because he ran the 3-4 in Denver, but then apparently his other years – he he was with a four three, but most recently, most recently, sorry, a three four. So I I assume he goes to a three four, like you said, which so, is interesting. Yeah. Which is I very think, interesting. I think that he'll stick with a three four, and I believe that uh, O'Connell was even asked in his introductory press uh, conference about <clears throat> this, and he said something along the lines of, "Yes, I, you know, plan early." To an extent, uh, 3-4 is kind of in the works, but due to the fact that 11 personnel, um, if you look at the numbers just this last season, offenses were running 11 personnel, which means three wide receivers, tight end, running back. Yep. Um, about 60% of the time on the dot, I think it's like 61. But uh, the fact that they're running that formation – that much across the NFL means that a majority of the time you're kind of seeing hybrid nickels anyways, um, which is, I mean, now we're really getting into X's and O's, but at that point it's like, really, how can you, how can you mix up coverages and blitz? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's very rare that you're going to be in a, in a perfect situation where you're going to get this like beautiful base three, four, and that that's going to work super well as far as like stopping the run, unless you're facing maybe a Mike Zimmer. Well, that's how freaking Zim would do the nickel double A gap on third down every time. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> so oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's I think it's super awesome. I think it's very interesting with bringing Ed Donatell in and this whole three four conversation that uh, O'Connell brought up Anthony Barr specifically in his press right. conference. Yep. Um, you know, I, I made a point to mention this. Um, earlier, but uh, it's it's super intriguing because we've always talked about what Barr would look like as a pass rushing outside right. linebacker, and I I do think that 
they might try like they might try to get something in the works here is, is extending him again and i'm not necessarily um against that so long as the cap you know works out. yeah it really all comes down to the money with bar i mean and whether he can actually stay on the field next exactly. year and i'm 100 I'm sure that we'll have more conversations yeah about this. Yep. but yeah the, the ed donatel hire again could not be more excited uh about the way this is looking w yeah absolutely now, if we switch over to the offensive side of the ball, uh, just recently it was officially announced, I believe it was yesterday or the yep. day before. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Wes Phillips, the former tight ends coach of the Los Angeles Rams, has been hired as the now offensive coordinator under Kevin yep. O'Connell for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Wes Phillips, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he's the son of Wade Phillips, obviously legendary coach. And then, you know, Wade Phillips is also the son of uh, Bum Phillips. So, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of football. Yeah. This guy's a, he's a, yeah. Yeah. A lot of football football in their their blood. Uh, A little worried about, I mean, like it's, you can't really call it nepotism necessarily. Yeah. It's not, it's not a Zimmer. It's not a Phillips Phillips kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, Wade isn't on the team, so it's not nepotism, (laughs) but it is interesting the way that. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. Not saying no nepotism on this Viking staff right now. Oh my God. It's refreshing. Yes, absolutely. It's good to see that the the Zimmer's um, gone. Uh, But yeah. Anyways. Wes Phillips, you know, I, I quite honestly, I don't have a lot to get into when it comes to Wes Phillips. I, I don't think that there is a crap ton um, to get into here because of how hands-on I assume Kevin O'Connell is going to be. And the fact that, again, he said he's going to be calling the plays. I wouldn't be shocked if Wes – if he, I wouldn't be shocked if he puts Wes Phillips in a similar role as to what, what he was doing he was in L.A. In LA. Yep. Yeah, we kind of went into, I think, the last episode that we recorded when it was, you know, just coming out that we were going to be hiring him. Uh, But again, once we get through this, I'm going to circle back to that because I I do want to highlight exactly what it was that Kevin O'Connell was doing in L.A. So stay tuned uh, and that'll probably link up with Wes Phillips. Do you have any? Yeah, my one thing with Wes is, I mean, he played quarterback, obviously, in college at UTEP, but. My interesting thing was he was the tight ends coach, I think, in Washington. I think he worked yes. with the tight ends in L.A. as well. I mean, he worked with – he developed two really good tight ends. I mean, Tyler Higby's turned into a pretty solid NFL tight end. And then he also worked with Jordan Reed. I think maybe getting Irv Smith next year when he's back healthy, working with Irv next year is going to be phenomenal, get him back on track to where he was before the injury. I think that's going to be key for the Vikings, getting him involved yeah. a lot next year. Yeah, I mean, it'll be really cool to have a guy like – Phillips, who has been working with tight ends for this long, um, to get a weapon like that. You know, if if yep. if, if the tight end becomes uh, a, a staple part of this offense, Herb Smith is the type of guy that you want. Hey, maybe we can, you know, maybe he can get in O'Connell's ear or Quasi's ear too about trying to get Conklin on a nice deal or something like that. Right. I would love that, especially that for blocking massive. purposes. Yeah. We're oh, going to yeah, need them in tight personnel. Oh, 100%. Uh, well, yeah, man. Darren Waller type stuff out of Earth, oh. I think, next year. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, man. Bounce back year. Come back player of the year, maybe next year, people. Oh, maybe. 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 We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really all about Wes Phillips, at least for now. Yeah. Uh, and then the last coordinator position that we got here is Matt Daniels as a special teams coordinator. And uh, yet again, he's a uh, newly 
announced hire. Uh, it was announced yesterday, I believe, as well. Uh, he's coming over from Dallas. He's only been coaching since 2018. So there's really not much to say. Wasn't he was he an assistant? Was he in the assistant special teams at Dallas? Am I correct? Okay. And I mean, like they had a really solid special teams unit over there as far as uh returning yards. They do Dallas is line. I mean, to be honest, Dallas is a really good team on paper. They're coached well besides their head coach. (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I think a lot of their other coaches, like Dan Quinn, did a phenomenal job with the defense. I just think Mike McCarthy is a terrible He's not good at that being a head coach. I'm going to be oh, honest. Well, they obviously think he's good enough to retain him. So, you yeah. Know, yeah. We'll see how well, that goes. Jerry said that about uh, freaking God, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Him, yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Daniels, a big, really, a uh, question mark. You know, um, right. He's what I find really interesting, quite honestly, about this hire is because right alongside him, was hired the uh, assistant special teams coordinator is Ben Kotlika. And um, he has a much larger resume uh, than uh, Daniels does. He's been coaching special teams since 07 with the Jets. He was there until uh, 2013. Then he moved over to Washington. Um until 2018 was with Atlanta list last year. And now he's assistant to special teams coach. So he's actually making a uh, regression in his career because he was a special teams coordinator in Atlanta. Wow. Well, so, Atlanta's the yeah, yikes, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 47 years old. And he's, he's, uh, he's going to be an assistant to a gentleman who I believe is yeah, 32 years old and the youngest coach on this staff. Wow, 32. 32 years old, and he's a he's a coordinator. We got dudes. There's guys on this roster that are older than this dude. Wow. <laughs> Harrison <laughs> Smith, good God. Uh, it's Harry, I don't know Harry's exact age, but I think he's like 33, 34. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. That sounds, sounds somewhere all right. Maybe, maybe 32. Maybe, maybe they're the same age. I don't know, but still. <laughs> but biggest thing, so the, those are five names that yep. we've – mentioned so far aside from kevin o'connor right mike penton west phillips ed donsell matt daniels ben comica 85 years of coaching experience in the nfl combined between those five guys underneath kevin o'connor that is massive for a gentleman 36 years old who is in his first head coaching um spot in the league Hopefully his last it would, be, it would be great to have a freaking lifetime or something, you know, like a Mike Tomlin type situation. Here. Oh yeah. But um 85 years, I mean that's that's a lot to be able to lean on. That's huge. Absolutely huge to have your main contributors as far as your coordinators that are directly reporting to you have that much experience under their belt. I, I think that's really gonna serve Kevin O'Connell and um hopefully kind of um, get him past that, like, uh, you know, that, that newbie, you know, rut that, that right. guys get caught in, you know, there, there's, I mean, then that happens with everything, right. Whenever you take yep. up something new or get a promotion or whatever, you, you gotta get used to it. Hopefully having these guys is really going to help him get past that even faster than the average head coach. Right. So yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, anything else to add about those five guys, Tyler? 
not those guys necessarily, but I'm happy Keenan McCardell's back on this staff. <laughs> I love that you're jumping right into Keenan. Yeah, Cardell. that's a great. I, I, I love that. that. I'm just I'm so excited for that. I, that that keeps the play, the morales of JJ and Adam extremely high right now. Those guys got to be thrilled. Yeah, Even KJ as well. It's just awesome. It's it's great. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yes, the Vikings are welcoming back Keenan McCardell as the only um, positions coach that was a part of the Mike Zimmer coaching staff last year uh, to Minnesota. They're also welcoming back Durante Jones. He went to LSU as their defensive coordinator last year, but had previously been the cornerbacks coach in 2020 under yep. the Minnesota Vikings uh, back as DB's coach. So yes, Keenan McCardell stays. I mean, we, I think have an entire episode. If I remember, yeah, right. I, do. <laughs> we do. Yeah, entire yeah. I mean, like this dude, uh, there's not enough good things that you can say about Keenan McCardell. And it's obvious just the way that his players. talk. Yeah. So, Absolutely love that Kevin O'Connell immediately heard JJ and Thielen and was like, yes, I'll work something out. We will keep this guy on the roster because that is, that is massive. It's huge, huge. Yeah. Super excited about that. Um, and I mean, we already mentioned around St. Jones. There's really not a ton more to mention about him, if I'm going to be completely honest, uh, but we might as well jump there really quick. Just since we already brought him up, another guy who's got a, Pretty great resume uh, has been around the NFL in Cincinnati. Again, he was in Minnesota. Uh, he was also in Miami. And as I mentioned, went to LSU was their defensive coordinator, all that good stuff. So been around the block, started out his coaching career in 2001. Uh, a guy that lives, breathes, sleeps, defensive backs. I mean, when you look at his resume, it's all just secondary, secondary, secondary corners, defensive backs, all that stuff. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, good to have a guy, especially again, mentioned earlier with Ed Donatello, good to have a guy who knows what he's doing when it comes to that secondary, because that was yeah. a major weakness of the Minnesota Viking defense this last year. Uh, let's move to QBs. Chris O'Hara coming over from the Rams and yeah. uh, Jared Johnson, as his assistant quarterbacks coach, uh, Jared Johnson coming over from the Indianapolis Colts as an offensive quality control coach. Uh, O'Hara, offensive assistant last year for L.A., uh, started out his NFL career in Jacksonville, moved on to Washington, went back to Jacksonville, all that good stuff. Um, dude is uh, he's pretty young. He's, he's 31 years old. Um so actually, yes, maybe he Johnson's also Johnson's also very young as well. I believe he's Johnson, thirty-three. Well, Johnson was a coach for, or a coach, a player fairly recently. Still, I think he retired. Yeah, twenty eighteen looks like. Wow. From yeah. So yeah, pretty insane. Uh, two very young guys, guys that uh, have been around some pretty solid quarterbacks. Uh, I'm. I'm excited to see specifically what these two bring as far as Chris O'Hara coming from LA and how yep. they were able to open up the playbook for Stafford and really kind of tailor what Stafford was able to do well in that offense. Um, maybe how they end up doing that with Kirk Cousins, but we'll, we'll see how that I, goes. I, I like that because I, I think Stafford and Cousins are both very similar quarterbacks. Both can right. uh, 
operate under the play action pass extremely well. So, and that's what LA did a lot last year, you know? So I, I like it a lot. And I mean, like those two, two with the quarterback stuff is, uh, it's also super interesting that those guys get hired in those positions because, you know, you talk about how really everything on offense, on offensive side of the ball, the offensive coordinator, how Wes Phillips, like, wow, Kevin O'Connell must trust him a lot since he's a really offensive minded guy and he's putting him in the offensive coordinator's position. Kevin O'Connell played quarterback in this. Yep. He was a quarterback's coach, you know, like the, the quarterbacks really, when you, when you talk about the offense, you can even narrow it down further. Quarterback is where Kevin O'Connell's mind is at. He sees him as the guy that the entire offense runs through, which obviously it does, but it's like, it's no question in Kevin O'Connell's mind and his football philosophy. If you don't have an elite quarterback, if you don't have elite quarterback play, you are going nowhere. Yep. There's, there's no way in his mind that you can, you know, make up for that. So hiring the two of those guys to look over his future quarterbacks, I think is, is very interesting. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, okay. So you thought I was really excited about the Ed Donatel hire. Curtis Modkins. I like this hire a as lot the as well. Running back coach and run game coordinator. My God. I think this is one of the best hires this team made out of the staff. This is huge. Absolutely massive. How awesome of a hire this is. Okay. Out of TCU has been coaching since 95, right? Has had a lot of experience. Yeah, absolutely. Has, has had stints with Kansas city, Arizona, Buffalo, Detroit, San Fran, Chicago, most recently Denver. This dude has coached some guys in Denver. I mean, look at literally just look at the, the backs that they had um, in Denver this last year. Uh, Breakout star, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, Jordan Howard was in Chicago with him when, when he, he also worked with, yeah, he worked with uh, Lindsay as well. Lindsay was, people don't realize Philip Lindsay was an undrafted free agent signing out of Colorado. He wasn't like anything. And then when he came to Denver, when he came to freaking Denver, he lit it up that one, that first year. I mean, he's still a good running back and this guy had a huge part in developing Lindsay into an NFL star. So, so this is a guy that uh, he has experience as offensive coordinator um, in in San Francisco and then running backs coach everywhere else that he's been Uh, in, in college, he kind of fooled around on the defensive side of the ball for a little bit some other places and tight ends and all that good stuff. But in the NFL, this man is, is offense. And, and I am so, so excited. I mean, uh, just some other names that, that he uh, coached CJ Spiller, Reggie Bush, like, Oh man, (laughs) can you imagine what he's going to do with cook and like Matt and, and um, Wangu and just, Oh my dude. I'm so, so excited. And I, and I love Kennedy Palomalo too. So for right. us to get Curtis Modkins to take over for a guy um, that Las Vegas is going to get a great running backs coach and Kennedy Palomalo, he just signed with them today. I mean, like that is, that's huge to be able to fill that spot back up with somebody that you can really, really trust. I love this. Hire. Yeah. I love it. I do too. Completely agree. Uh, 
tight ends coach, we have uh, Brian Angelicchio. Angelicchio? I honestly don't know how to pronounce it, if I'm going to be completely honest. But yeah, he's the coordinator and uh, tight ends coach. What was it, Angelicchio? I, I said Angelicchio, yeah. Angelicchio. Uh, yeah, so I honestly don't have a ton to talk about here. I think maybe you kind of have a little bit more as far as, like, enjoying his – his background a bit. Yeah, he's uh, work with with Tampa and Cleveland, Green Bay, Washington, and Carolina are like the last. So he's he's got experience as a coach. He's for sure. You know, and I like that. I, I like guys with experience, but I also like the young factor as well. I don't know his exact age, 49. but he's forty nine years. Old. Yeah, you know, you have guys that are in their low thirties on the staff, but forty nine is not old. You know, he's worked with a lot of different tight ends. Which a lot of different been people. Yeah, he's been around the block, and you need that on this staff. You need guys who've been around the block on this staff, or else it's not going to work. So, yeah, he, he, he overlapped with Kevin in Washington. So, right, that's how. Yeah, tight ends coach in uh, 2019, I think, right in Washington when yep. he was the coordinator O'Connell yep. there, and then Carolina is where he's coming from, where he spent the last two years. Kind of interesting. If you haven't already, maybe check out uh, some PFF headlines that have come out within the past 24 hours linking Carolina and Minnesota. That's where I'm going to leave that. But, uh, you know, might be able to whisper a little something-something about Sam Darnold or whatever in Kevin O'Connell's ear. We'll see. You. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, Chris Cooper out of Denver. I am excited about him taking over the offensive line now. Uh, assistant offensive line coach over in Denver before that he was in Miami. Um, ah, dude, this 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 Denver offensive line with with him, and then I believe he's also he worked with taking- he worked with Mike Munchak, I believe, and I I wanted Mun- Munchak to be the offensive freaking line coach for this team, but he was basically a right hand man to Munchak, so it's well, like right, you know, so it's. It's similar situation with Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel, but yeah. Kim and Justin Riscotti are coming over from Denver. And yeah, those two took a lot out of, off of Munchak, um, you know, when they were there in Denver and the offensive line grades that, that Denver has produced overall have been pretty solid. Uh, at least, more solid than you know some of the grades that yeah. we've been getting here in Minnesota. <laughs> so if they can transfer yeah. any of that over here, I will gladly take it. And at the very least, yet again, you talk about guys that are young, um, only 39 years old, you know, retired from playing in Denver in 2013. Uh, I just I like these guys that know what the offense looks like in the NFL today that they, yep. they, they are coming out of it fairly recently enough to be like college offensive linemen already don't transfer well. And they're getting worse and worse as the years go on um, to the NFL. So I think it's going to be super, super awesome to have both of these guys there in order to specifically look at you know drafting new talent and and developing new talent Uh, right 
Wyatt Davis is probably going to see snaps over this, these guys. I can, I can Please. I mean, yeah, he helped develop a lot of those Broncos guys, specifically Quinn Meniers from uh, – I forgot what college. Wisconsin something. Was it Whitewater or something? Was it my, yeah, my... yeah, the belly dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was yeah, just great, this past year. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll uh, kind of go rapid fire here because there's only two guys left. We got Chris Rumpf taking over the defensive line for beloved coach Andre Patterson. Um, definitely a guy that, you know, you can be excited about. Doesn't have, like, a ton of NFL experience. He started coaching the NFL just in 2020. He was uh, outside linebackers coach in Houston, and then he moved over to Chicago, which is obviously, you know, where they kind of – uh, connection starts to come in with guys like Patton, even Donatel, uh, yeah. Fangio, and all those guys. So, Chris Rump, I mean, like, there's, I'm not saying don't be excited about him because um, I'm excited about him. I just, I think most of this defense is really going to run through the guys at the top. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of the position guys here, um, are meant to develop players develop. Yeah, exactly. It's it's right. It's not necessarily so much scheme stuff that these guys are, are working on um, and how each player really fits within that more so like molding these guys. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say Robert Quinn is, he wasn't young, but it's like Robert Quinn had a freaking breakout year last year somehow with freaking Chicago, 18 and a half sacks. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he did all of that because Robert Quinn's not like a freaking 22 year old defensive end coming out of the draft. But like, I don't know. I feel like he had some sort of grasp on him getting you know, 18 and a half sacks at like however old he is right now. So, and yeah, and you bring up a really good point because I, I did mean to mention this. He has been mentioned by players. He is in Chris Rump. Has been mentioned by players as a really solid defensive line coach. And what's really intriguing about that <laughs> is there's a certain free agent coming out of uh, Chicago on their defensive line. Oh, no. Not it's him. Like absolute pain in the butt for the Minnesota mm, Vikings. Yeah, don't bring, saying, that guy, don't bring that guy's name up. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I'm I, saying, I, I, you know, I exactly know what you're saying, but it just it's, it, it better it'd be better to have Hicks in purple and gold than fighting against him in. Uh, yeah, in I don't think he's going back to Chicago. That's the thing. No, I he's not he's going done. back to Chicago, but yeah, he, he could. He could go. I don't know. I, I doubt it, but it's possible. Um, and we'll wrap it up here with Mike Smith. Uh, linebackers coach for the Minnesota Vikings coming over from the division rival Green Bay Packers. Very <laughs> interesting hire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Green Bay has some really solid outside. They do. I mean, Devondre Campbell last year, freaking Minnesota alum. Shout out to Devondre, man. Devondre Campbell, yes, absolutely. I mean, that was a monster year last year. Monster. I mean, you got to, you got precedence. Those guys play off the edge a lot, but like I'm just, and Zedarius Smith. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like those. Though that's the type of outside linebacker that you can really get excited about in three four too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And exactly. Yeah. Zedarius Smith, yet an, yet another guy that you could potentially see. You know, depending on how much he loves working mm-hmm. with Mike Smith, 
Yeah, it depends on the. see him in purple and gold, maybe if you can make the cap work. Because <laughs> you know Green Bay can freaking can they afford that? They don't have the cap space, brother. They don't got the cap space. <laughs> yeah. But that is the new Minnesota Vikings uh, roster as far as their their coaching staff. So super super exciting. We're gonna now circle back really quick to the Kevin O'Connell deal, right? Yeah. And specifically how it kind of ties in with West Phillips. So. I mentioned it, I believe, in passing uh, this last episode that we recorded about Kevin O'Connell, but he, he didn't call the plays, right, in L.A. And that's why it was this massive deal of, oh, so, like, he's ready. He, or he thinks he's ready because he, he said specifically, I'm going to be calling the plays in Minnesota. A lot of people, including myself, um, were, were worried about that, right, hiring an offensive yep. coordinator that, that doesn't, didn't call the plays where he was offensive coordinator. Uh, that being said, and I, I gave the same metaphor in the other podcast um, that I recorded, and it's basically, if you think about it like a restaurant, right? Your head coach is the main chef, and Kevin O'Connell, and now for the Minnesota Vikings, Wes Phillips, is like the sous chef. He's delegating that chef to go out buy the best fresh produce from across the street. Now, he, the head coach might have a certain idea of what that's going to look like, but he's tasking his offense coordinator, his sous chef, to go out and scout out that, that fresh produce and bring back the best stuff that he can find from over there. Now, it comes down to the chef to decide what ingredients get used and what gets made. But in a way, the offense coordinator, Kevin O'Connell at the time in L.A. and now – hopefully West Phillips here in Minnesota is creating like the outline of the menu. Right. Right. Kind of this box. Um, And then from there, they're able to create this three Michelin star menu. Um, This perfect kind of offense that is tailored to each opponent. So that is the one thing that excites me about Wes Phillips is that Kevin O'Connell coming from a guy in that situation must see similar ideology. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I, I think he has a certain amount of trust in Wes where he believes in him. He knows what he know. He has the football background. They know each other well from LA. I, I think it's, I think it's a good situation for the Vikings to have, you know, Absolutely. It's kind of a certain situation that Kevin's taking from LA over to Minnesota, like he said in his introductory press conference. And it worked out clearly fine. I mean, yeah. John McVay, man, that Rams offense. Yeah, crazy. no doubt about that. They're Super Bowl champions, baby. That's all that matters. I'm salty about it, but I gotta give <laughs> I gotta give it to my props, you know. Oh, it sure. is yeah. it. We didn't even get yeah. into that. My bad. Oh well. Hey, next next year, maybe. Uh, yeah. It sad, but it sad, but that was a good team, again. man. Joey yeah. will be there again. He'll be there again. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, unless you got anything else to add, I think uh, we're good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it then for this episode of Ice with Mike. We will be recording as news happens. Um, it's kind of deal with the off season. There's really not a set recording schedule. It's kind of as the Minnesota Vikings 
and their new front office and coaching staff dictates us to record. So at the pin drop of newsworthy, um, well, record worthy, I should say news. Yeah. Uh, we will be there, but until then, um, uh, look forward to draft coverage coming at you soon. Um, obviously once the new league year starts a whole new season of like free agency, starts, baby. Yeah. Free agency. Yeah. Just, yeah. Exciting. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the previous episodes. Make sure you check out our website. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. We will see you guys next time. And as always, skull.